All right. So welcome to the Peace by Peace podcast. I'm your host, William Parham. Uh, Peace by Peace is a podcast dedicated towards mental health, self-improvement, and overall well-being. We want this to be a podcast that's entertaining for specifically Generation Z, but for all age groups and elsewhere. Um, like I said, I'm your host, William Parham, and I'm here with two lovely special guests today by the names of... Bestra. And I am Ben Yang. It's you both. Yeah. All right. So, it's like we did just... Yeah, like we didn't even know for 30 times. For 30 minutes. For people who don't know, we've been kicking uh, it back. Yeah. Statue had in there, two of my closest friends, and we're here to discuss men's mental health again for the second time now. Um, something that's not really addressed in the space, especially for, you know, young men. And it's nice to have a young lady who can also give her opinion on it and what she thinks. So now to get started, I have a list of questions on my phone here, um, starting with the stigma and stereotypes. So this will be addressing the societal stigma and stereotypes around men seeking help for mental health issues. Do either of you know about any stigmas or stereotypes? Oh, for sure. Start off. What 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 stereotypes and stigmas do you know? I mean, you could, the first one is just oh, you being weak or uh, like I don't even need help with my mental health. Like that's a big one. It's like we try to have we try to put a burden on ourselves to just face whatever on our own. So I think that's like the the major one for men's mental health is you not feeling like you should even have help or even look after your mental health. Nah, I agree. Like in the space, especially like in the workspace, no one really cares about like how men feel or like what goes on in our lives, like outside of work or just in general, like we all have to face it. Like we have to take the full force by ourselves. Like mm. the definition of a one man army, like that's what people expect. Or at least I think that's what I'm taking as the, uh, the stigma that we just have to carry all that weight alone. And if we ask for help, we're like shunned or like we're displeased. Yeah. Petra, what do you think? So I do kind of like agree what you guys say. And I do see it throughout like everyone, but also, well, for us, it would be stereotype of like, yeah, we can like talk about talk about it and for us it's like easier but I don't know like for me especially I can like grew up as in like I'm not really like saying things about it like I do I do solve it on my own mm. and I don't know like asking for help it's kind of uh, harder for me yeah. yeah I don't know yeah I mean yeah definitely like all genders are gonna experience it. Most people, that's that's a whole issue with mental health in general, is that most people don't have the, uh, most people don't feel like it's, they're comfortable enough to share it. But I mean, I'll speak for just my experience. I think a lot of men like almost feel like a, a pride in that. Like it's like it's taking it all. Yeah, yeah, like it's like um, so, something to be like, that's, that, that's the indication of your manhood is like to not, ask for help type of stuff like not even like day i wish i could it's like nah hold up i don't even want to <laughs> yeah i kind of like agree with that like a lot of people say that 
man shouldn't like speak about it because you're gonna look weak but yeah. it's not the truth like everyone can and should speak about it you know oh see that's the i don't know is it not the truth though like we talking about like well you brought up in the workplace yeah i think like that's a good uh example of like i don't know it's like there's a utility to not like in the workplace, you you're there to get a job done. Like people don't, you know what I'm saying? Like people literally are like, oh, if you're working at Burger King or whatever, Wendy's, like, yo, you need to get X amount of these burgers flip. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have you in the shift for eight hours, and if you don't come in and do the work, that's or you come in late, or you gone. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's just a effed up being in society, and not for real. It, it, it's it's that accountability. So they. You know, from my experience, is like a workplace or employer expects you to do your job and put all your like you know other world issues outside and leave them outside of work because yeah. here you're supposed to like handle your things. But sometimes those outside, you know, those external factors come into your internal workplace. And my personal experience, I won't give out names, but like I had a coworker who was like really mad at me because like I was I was showing up late for work and I was dealing with like some family issues. And like I communicated with the boss to let him know, so he understood. But um, she was like trying to like rip me a new one, and I was like, I said, all right, I'm gonna just try and explain it to her as vaguely as possible, so that way she'll just like get off my back and maybe she'll have some understanding for it. But like she literally said, I don't care. Like you left me, and I was like, damn. And like by the way, it's like like I said, this a female coworker, so I don't know if she saw that I was weak or like she just was that fury infuriated. She didn't care, but like for me to kind of at least give a glimpse what's like was breaking me up inside and then for someone else to say like they just don't care and that's like that was all the more reason for me to like stay to myself because i'm like yeah clearly no one cares about my problems so they're my problems let me handle them that's fucked up. i know i mean i told her to mind her business afterwards like if you don't care just mind the business yeah. and like you just get defensive and like, yeah i got i got nine years, I, I had to keep you know, guys be bad form i couldn't curse her not or nothing but like like, like so yeah. was this person like um was they like were they like a co like coworker like yeah coworker co coworker a superior no no like if anything I was like I don't want to I don't like using that title but like I've been working in the company longer than she had so like at the time I was the the oldest working member for like senior my position yeah and so the fact like I was you know during the school year I was taking the harder shifts like I was taking the seven a.m. shifts to like one or 2 p.m. shifts, cause then I had to go straight to class afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like burnt out from working all day, then going to class. And then meanwhile, like they normally come in the, the afternoon or evenings, like showing up at 12 or showing up at like two or 3 p.m. So it's like, you do your classwork first, then you go to work. It's totally different vibe than going to work and then going to class. Yeah. Like imagine having an exam right after a shift of work. Yeah. Like I was, bro, I was like really going through it and I don't know how I was keeping my grades up, but I was like, I was falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Um, but back to what I'm saying about the stereotype of stigma is that men, you know, we have to handle our own problems. Cause like my scenario, like, or not my scenario, my example, uh, people don't really care about what's going on. If you, as long as you get your job done, I, I swear, like a dude could be like a mass murderer and like. You know, no one would know, but if he's doing his job right, no one's gonna give him shit. Fair. That's what happened with like most of them. Yeah, is crazy. Just show up to work and then go out. It's just wild as shit. Like nah, but that's the issue. Like people, 
I mean, I have an issue. Like, it's, I, that's probably the way society is set up. Like, motherfuckers, you got, you got, you have to be like, you like a utility. So you gotta be utility. Cause I mean, like, I don't know, man. That's why I'm impressed with college. Like, why, why is that? Cause there's so many people you don't know that could be going through like the worst things ever. Yeah. But like, they just show up to class and get their classwork done. Maybe they talk to their professors. Yeah. Like you step on campus and you think, oh, this is all organized. This is nice, presentable. Motherfuckers could be going through hell and you wouldn't even know it. I think a lot of it though, like people got a lot for like or aspirations when they're in college. Like, yeah. like you might be going through something, but you feel like the work I'm putting in right now is gonna get me past it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to class, I'm bettering myself. Like I'm trying to persevere through that. And I don't know, maybe some workplaces people don't feel like that. So like they get like petty yep. and gossipy and stuff. Yep. I don't say it in workplaces, but cause like that's 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 their life. I don't really feel like there's anything else to do. It's crazy you say that because, like, it's giving me a very clear image of, like, seeing how the world or at least, like, the systems of college and work are like a spider web. And, like, each little web has its own little, like, you know, spider web has, like, an octagon shape or whatever. So each little side is, like, its own little click or section. So, like, you know, you have sororities it had sports and you have that. So, like, once you get to the workplace, you're, like, in a click in itself outside of, like, the other different types of work that there are. Like, oh, if you're, yeah. you're an engineer, that's different than healthcare, and that's different than, like, being an artist, and that's, like, different than that. So you're staying more around the people that are just awful. You're staying around more of the people that, like, suit your environment, whereas in college, you're, like, in a mix of all of it. Like, there's different, there's different categories everywhere, but, like, you're kind of going through them all or seeing them all yeah. because it's it's like a that's the real american thing it's, it's a melting pot like all the little lines and um ideas and personalities are put together and you're you're faced with them no matter what um, you know they I, what i i could say that's i mean i guess it's really just your experience in both of those places i would say it's like flip really where the workplace is where you gotta deal with this it's like the melting plot the melting pot in the university in college is it's kind of what did that it's kind of like siloed out i think it depends on the um that's a, it could be your experience yeah I'm, I'm only saying it depends on the job because like you could be in like computer science and you could be like you know in an office doing code with like fellow co coders or whatever or you could be in healthcare where like you're meeting a new patient with a new different personality yeah, every day yeah, yeah, right so like yes um that's what I'm saying. Man. I'm always saying college because anyone can go back to school. Like college, there's no age limit. Like I, mm -hmm. when I was at graduation, there was literally a 90 year old at our graduation. So I was like, oh my gosh! Like, I was like, damn, not like her, her goal. Her goal was to go back to like finish college. I was like, all right, shout out to you. No matter how old you are, you can go back to school. For real. Yeah. For real. But all right, moving on to our next topic. Um, oh, hold on. Let's see. All right. Communication and expression. So when you're exploring challenges, you know, men face and openly expressing their emotions and finding healthy ways to communicate. Let's talk about that. Um, what are some ways men can express their emotions and find a healthy way to communicate? Because I'll be honest, when I'm, when I'm at my most high emotions, I'm either super fucking neutral or like I'm super dramatic. Mm. Like I might go unfiltered. I might like I might curse. I might say like a bunch of different things, yeah. or I'll just be like it's whatever or not. Nah. Like yeah, I don't know or like. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's either I'm shutting down or like I'm putting you on blast. So would you like be, would you like uh, straightforward say whatever is in your mind or just like make it all like? Um, well, when I was younger, it depended on the person. But now that I'm older, I kind of like just don't care what your age is. Like when I used to be on like women, I'd be like, all right, I got to like hold my ground. Like I can't say this in front of my grandma or my mom. But now that I'm older, I'm like, God, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I'm like, damn, yeah, you know, I'm be crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm all like, no, I'm not a little kid no more. Like, damn it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's got to be like an in between. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like having that. Um, Asa, for me, I see healthy communication is like the in between of being direct and saying what you want to say, but also having the ability to like. Temper it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's a real thing. It's like having the ability to temper your 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 communication, and um, yeah, that shit is difficult, man. That shit is difficult as fuck. I feel like, and we deal with like I don't want to call it woman or nothing, but we I feel like we deal with anger more than you you guys do. Maybe like what? you guys control your anger better, but like I feel like we have more anger to express. Like, because there's certain things that we can't, you know, do. well, both sides can't do. What I'm, let me give a good example. Like, if a dude's angry, right? Like, if we'll pick something up, throw it, maybe scream, yell. Like, that's like the stereotype from like a macho man. You see us do some type of physical like altercation and then you like, you immediately think, oh, like he's crazy or what the fuck's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, based on my experience and Seeing it, women will like either confide it in themselves or like say it in such a calm ass manner that it like it puts you on edge. It depends. It basically like depends on the person. Like I did see girls who would be like the sort of like the man thing, like punching and then screaming and be like, uh. like what the fuck? What what? Like, you know, just like being angry and like being like saying all those words that you usually don't say it when you're happy. <laughs> but also there are the people who just like would be like, I don't know, like some shit happened. Let's say, I don't know, you did your exam and then the professor would be like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to give you an A. You're going to get a C. And you'll be like. And then, yeah, you kind of like press it down because it's not kind of like the main um, kind of, um, how would you say it? Main, uh, well, not the And then problem. Like, it's not your main problem in your life. So, yeah, this is what it happens. It's in a fast move on. The main problem. But yeah, we, we do take it. Well, we. I, I mean, yeah, maybe I can say we. I say women take it better. I'll be honest. We do. I think the issue is, I think we just got, uh, that, like, that hidden shit, all that, that physical, yeah. the issue is that shit comes from, like, an adult, right? Yeah. That is not, like, talk. If you sit and you, like, talk to somebody or you can, like, have effective communication with someone, mm-hmm. you're not going to be so inclined to, like, hit shit. You want to be, like, oh, wow, like, that's because, like, it's like, oh, I don't got none. I don't have any other way to express or like get out the one I was trying to well feel it. So it's just it's belligerent. Sometimes I feel like it's words aren't enough to express how we feel. Like 
maybe we don't we don't have the right selective word choice to say what we have to say or like how to express what's going that's on rude. That's true. like that's rude. for instance like in like for male athletes who play sports like sometimes like you know just hitting someone like not like technically hitting someone like on the field or something like that the contact rules. the rule within the rules they within, within the rules it's like a way of like relieving stress or like you know kind of getting through what we're trying to say like or how you know someone's having a bad day like this is like i don't know where i heard this shit I mean, there's so much of facts like this when we watch the podcast. Yeah. But like, there's like a difference between the male and the female brain. Yes. In terms of like hormones, in terms of just like how we perceive and like communicate things. And like, I think one of the, one of that is like not being so, um, not being so inclined to like, use words to communicate our feelings mm -hmm. you know what i mean like but using like actions more so right so like you know uh playing football doing playing lacrosse like yeah. you know, both of us we played contact sports giving that exertion out like i was yeah, you know, yeah. never mad after a game unless you lose no you feel great like you've been practice. this you be i'm too tired to bad bro it's like oh but this shit uh, give me the ice bath i'm chilling i'll be worried about the next day that's what i'll be thinking like during like conditioning weeks i'll be like yeah I ain't gonna be mad. I just gotta pray. I make it through tomorrow. Yeah, that no, but that's real. Like that, yeah. that, that physical assertion. That shit is. Uh, if it's used, if it's directed into like a. If it's directed, it can be beneficial for your own mental health. Like you know, there's channel, channel it, right channel it. But if you channel it just belligerently and like that, that's what can lead to abuse too. When people channel their anger and emotions to people around them that 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 leads to abuse but when you channel it into something that can be positive to help you and express yourself that but like that that's so that people want to think about you know what i'm saying you just feel that emotion you're like man fuck. and as opposed to like hold up let me think about my reaction to what's going on well, yeah, but yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's a real ass question, bro. I think that's something I got to go back to school to like figure out the difference between the male and female brains. Yeah, yeah. All right, so our third topic here is work. Oh, we just kind of talked about this though workplace pressures. So we're discussing the impact of the workplace stress competition and the pressure to appear strong on men's mental well being. Um, since we talked about most of those already, I think we should just focus on the competition aspect. Cause like in the workplace, you know, everyone does their job, but you know, those who do their job better than others get, you know, more rewards or higher incentives. So there is like a bit of, I don't know if it's healthy competition, but like, you know, back and forth between who can do the best, whether it's sales or like therapy or like um, construction or whatever you call it. Or even like being an artist, like whoever has the best artwork gets like, you know, like you just showed me today, like a certain spot in like the gallery or something like that. Um, for men, it's like, how do I say this? Um, it's almost like wins and losses. Like sometimes if you don't, if you're not the best, you got to take it on the chin, but like you can't like have a fit about it. You kind of have to like just, you know, you have to. Let it go, but like suffer in silence. So you mean like 
it's, you mean in the workplace, right? Yeah. Like if it Jack has be what you want to achieve. Yeah. Or if I like, if I feel like I, I worked harder than like said at, if I, if my name's Bob, but I worked harder than Jeff uh, and like, I have the numbers to prove it, but Jeff gets like, you know, still gets the rank over me. I can't be like, what? Like, I can't like have a fit and look like a child throwing a tantrum. I like have to like either tell my boss or like take it on the chin. But like it's defeating because it's like, damn, what it makes you question your own worth because why would I be like working so hard not to get like the benefits I think I deserve, especially when I have statistical evidence to prove I did better. Uh, but instead it's more like there's the character card of like, oh, maybe Jeff has closer relationships with the boss or like there's underlying factors that can put you at a disadvantage and work just working hard isn't enough and that's clear today in today's society you can work your ass off you can work a 45 hour work week and barely be able to pay like your your, your mortgage or your rent or something it's about man I'm, I'm taking stuff from other it's about leverage yeah it's about like yeah leverage that's like yo like that's a, that's a one podcast too that y'all can check out is a Alex Ramosi, the game. I love Alex. And you, you want to listen? I, I don't watch his uh, podcast, but I listen to him on YouTube. Yeah, like bro, a lot of advice. But it's it's leverage. Like at the end of the day, like you gotta find, you gotta find. You're not like you win the, You're not gonna win everything. You're not gonna win. That you might take a loss, but that loss isn't doesn't defy your value, your worth. You used that word earlier. Correct. Define your worth. You gotta find a place where you can use your worth to your own benefit. And so, like, yeah, no, that shit is real. Like, that that shit is real, man. Like, I'll use a university example for me. Like, in, in school, there'll be moments, like, I would join a club. Like, I was trying to do film and stuff. Like, I would I was do a whole bunch of hours, you know, film editing, writing, like, just putting a lot of work into it. But, like, I wouldn't get, I, I wasn't accepted as a director into one of the films that, yeah. Like, I mean, this... There's only select few directors spots anyway, so uh, like you know, every semester they do five films or something like that mm -hmm. at my school, and so I was one of those five people to be directors, or even the editor, which kind of got me upset. But you know, looking back at it, I was like, man, fuck. <laughs> I was all like, you know, but at the end of the day, like now, some years looking back at it. It just wasn't my, it wasn't my, it wasn't my spot. Like that, like that, that, that you accepted it, but it just wasn't for you. I finally accepted it after, <laughs> after several years. Like that shit ate on me. Like that shit was like, man, like I want to prove you off with me wrong. Like what they thought, who they thought they were, all that stuff. But like, that's the thing. Like we got to have our own table. Like right here, like this one, what you do, what we're doing with piece by piece is, have your own table. You gotta leverage what you have and not be so upset by the losses. Like you said earlier, wins and losses. You gotta take the losses and roll with them. I agree. I mean, nothing's, personally, nothing's worth more than sacrificing your own health, whether it's your physical or your mental. Like, for the sake of a job, like, for instance, like I was, you bringing up uh, being film director, I was like obsessed with trying to like walk on to the lacrosse team for my school because like, after I played at Howard Community, it was um it was junior college, but it was still like division one. So like after playing with the boys and like hanging out with some of them and like really like going to practice with them and like giving my best, 
I was telling myself like, yeah, if I can like stick with them and like I can do this, I I definitely think I could at least walk on to Division One. Maybe not earn any money, but like, shit, I could be on the sidelines and going hard in practice. Like, all I need is a shot. And like, I ended up getting so obsessed with that that like, I almost put it over over my schooling to like, to where like it became a, it became an unhealthy obsession. Yeah. Like I was try- so busy trying to like focus on what who I could prove wrong and what I could do was that like I ended up losing like a bit of sight of like how important life was after college. Like I was so caught up in the present of like, yeah, like need to get better lacrosse, need to work out this many times, need to watch this much film, need to do this, these many drills that like I was putting more time into that than I was my schoolwork. I mean, was that something that you really loved though? Yeah, like, bro, I've been playing lacrosse probably like as long as like longer than we played football together. Oh yeah, no, I remember. Like, yeah, yeah, that was some shit. That's actually what it was. Once I stopped playing football, like I picked up lacrosse. Yeah, that's yeah. what my mom introduced me to. I remember because she was like, "Yeah, um, you don't like putting on all this equipment. You should play lacrosse. You like to run more. Um, you don't have to stop. You just gotta learn how to like carry this stick and do all this." And it's I a lot more free flowing. Yeah, and that's what I kind of fell in love with. So I've been playing lacrosse since third grade. And I was like, I was too stubborn to try and give it up, especially when I've like had the ability to play it in college. Yeah. Um, I just think that's yeah. interesting. Like you, cause there's something you love. Like I think you should always be dedicated to it. Like right. it's not something that you should necessarily give up, but like you would say how it was detrimental to your future in terms of mm-hmm. completing your schoolwork and getting ahead with that. Yeah. So I mean, I, that, that's one thing that I always, I just kind of now realize. Like I said, looking back, like I talking, looking back, like I'm an old ass nigga, man. When he's twenty six, well, he's like twenty six, but like looking back, like it, you really realize, like, hopefully it's not that old when you like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. You still like what the fuck going on? You, you're playing, yeah, and you still like what the heck? So you feel old, but you're not. Yeah, you really <laughs> not. But like, so my point is, like, bro, like. You could have always, you didn't like lacrosse isn't only played at Division One schools, like the one school you were going to. Like it was like you, you could have still. I'm just saying, like looking back, yeah, you could have still be. like done my schoolwork, played lacrosse on the side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It finished my schoolwork. Go, there's probably a lacrosse league like down the street you can sign up for and play. So this is how I can break that down. Like, but like, I, not I, like, like you probably would just. It was just so upsetting, like man. It was upsetting. I was obsessed about this shit. That's how I felt about the film stuff too. Like I was obsessed. Like I, there's a culture that comes with like the Division One lacrosse, specifically lacrosse. Mm-hmm. So like it's not like basketball or football where like you and your boys can go to the field and like play pickup and like practice and do all that. Like okay, so, so lacrosse is like. It's it's still a little even though it's an old ass game it's still developing it's still new yeah. it's like there's organized men's league you have to get into and even during that time like you have to fight for a spot to like get on the field because you know they play subs and they go like 15 minutes so like your your reps are timed it's not, it's still organized to an extent but then when you come for a division with lacrosse that's like the pinnacle where it's like you have you know the practice the the workouts the team bonding the the school like um charities like all the events you have to do and then you get like you get academic help as well like you have your own like tutoring center so like we talk about access to tutoring centers to tutors um and like i started school with that so when i lost that like it really threw me off because like i had no tutors or help anymore and hcc did hcc did a great job because like um their tutoring center i was there like literally right after practice like i told them i was on the team they said that's fine we'll schedule something in for you even my professors like will let you take your exams after practice or before you just let me know and talk to your coach um and at my first school at marymount um 
athletes had priorities on classes. Like we we had first dibs to oh, register for classes. He had first dibs. So I was like, that was clutch. I was like, so imagine this. Yeah. So imagine, imagine having all these. I, I hate to say it. Imagine having all this privilege or like these advantages for like for your school, yeah. and then you come to a new school and you don't have that. So it's like yeah, you when I was thinking about it at the time, I was like, no, I need to get this back because this is what kept my my schooling on track, and I don't know what I'm gonna do without it. So it was like, okay, I see. It, it had a bit more weight to it because I still would have played lacrosse, but like even the same, it's not the same like support. Support, but it's not the same atmosphere. Like game day, like I still love like the obsession of game day. I've mentally prepped myself like the night before, make sure I got eight hours of rest. Like I'd like get an hour warm up in before game game day, and like you hit the field and there's people cheering for you, and it's like it's, there's nothing that replaces that like that that game game environment, and mm-hmm. like that's what I, like I was craving. But um, I know I got too too into that. Let me get nuts. Nice. That's Back to we're... basically the whole question that you yeah. started. Yeah, it was the first workplace <laughs> pressure. So the pressure in the workplace focusing on that competition. I think it's good to have healthy competition because you want to surround yourself with people for men to like build yourself out, build yourself up and like, you know, make you work harder and get better. But it's not worth the obsession if you're sacrificing like your health and like your general necessities. Like yeah. there's no point in trying to work like 50 hour work weeks if you're getting three hours of sleep a night and you're like you're not even taking care of like simple hygiene like you want to have a good balance between making sure you're okay outside of work but still busting your ass while you're at work for sure like you want to make it to the next day it's difficult to even do while at work too like be to be your best self competition with others but competition with yourself kind of like yeah, like going back to that, but like I was just like listening to you guys, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we were Basically, uh, I can't really like say anything about like workplace because I never like worked. I'm gonna just like say the facts. I never worked, uh, but for like college, it's it is about competition. It's like all about that and. It doesn't matter which, like, what major you are in. For example, for us artists, it's even harder. But for other people, it's even could be even harder, you know. But uh, for us, it's, um, you know, it's like creating something that is like already like existing in the world, but you have to make it your own. Mm. And then maybe you like make it but then the other person will be like oh yeah here's this and it looks so similar and there's this like competition of like okay maybe you did a mistake maybe i did a mistake you know it's just, like yeah. crazy we had an art criticism class oh, you got it. the critique I, I do love it i do love it. i don't understand <laughs> like art place how someone gonna uh, criticize your art basically in the beginning of the class every time the professor would state like criticize uh, like the critique is for your own help and maybe for the others as well. And basically you state what you like, what you see, but if you don't like it, you are not going to say like, oh, this, this looks shit. This is bad. Yeah. yeah this is you gotta be not, nice. Yeah. You gotta be nice. You put it out like, Hey, I don't really like the, what well, you did there. Maybe you could change it to, I don't know, like. Let's say uh, I was doing like te- um, this class where we did like, or two. Anyway, it was a, a lot of people. 
it was basically we had this like little thing where the professor would say like we have to use this we have to use this and then from there it's their own creativity and then at the critique classes it would be literally you see everyone is like it looks the same but it's not the same and then you're like so what what should i say like it literally looks like mine but it's like green (laughs) and um yeah it's just i don't know for us artists it's just and i kind of feel that we don't get as much kind of uh, i don't know how to say that word appreciation yeah but (laughs) for sure (laughs) um but I don't say only us uh, go through that. So I do see other people in other majors, music or psychology, or uh, let's say like I do know some people in like computer science who's doing like information, like um, yeah, computer science and then those stuff. And it kind of like goes into that stereotype thing that that is kind of like what men should do and not women. Mm. And then all the computer science? Well, computer science or like biology or whatever, like kind of like going to like maybe being like doctor or something. Right, right. Like there's more men doctors than women, right? I don't know. I don't know the facts, but it's just like uh, what I see is um, it's hard for people to be strong in some specific parts in life because uh let's say it goes more into like oh because it's kind of like a man job you should you should act like that yeah. or maybe um i just heard this from someone that being an artist is uh too feminine and i was like that's not true like, i literally see people who are not women. What's your definition of an artist? I think that that also plays into it. Uh, like it could be music. It could be painting. It could be painting. It could be like videos. I would say all kind of like the fine arts. So it's like all visual arts, music, theater. Um, yeah. So like that's just like person, like people. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. that's just like expression of just being a person. I don't think that's like that can be brought down to a gender. That's so weird. Yeah. Whoever sent that, like, go go eat a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I do see that. I don't know. It's just people just, like, stereotype things on, like, majors. And then you should act like that. No, you shouldn't. Wait. So, you need, so do you think that, like, in terms because you said earlier how, um, like, in terms of the competition we were talking about, in art, you think that there's a lot of competition in it, or there's like not a lot in terms of like making art? Because mm. part of me, I feel like it would be a lot. There's it, a, there's a lot. It's really, really something that would weigh on you is to measure yourself up against your peers and people, even if it's like, oh, I'm doing the same thing, but it's green. Like, <laughs> uh, you look like, dang, maybe I should have made this green. Yeah, there are those like thoughts of like, oh, what if that person's job is better? What if, uh, like work as in like the piece, mm-hmm. not work? But 
basically what I learned throughout the semesters is all about you and what you do. And yeah, like others' thoughts and like advices and um, um, yeah, criticisms. Criticisms are kind of important, but in the same time, you create your own art. That's real. That's real. We're gonna do a whole episode on art. Oh yeah. We did one on music therapy. I feel like I'm not oh, yeah. doing art. <laughs> nah, that's tough. All right, let's see. Next question. I, this is kind of funny because we were talking about that stuff. I'll think about the one art class I took, and the art criticisms are so fucking awkward. <laughs> it was so. It is. It is awkward. People would just be sitting there like, all right, what's next? And you look at what? Well, oh no! Like the professor would like go through the whole class and be like, oh yeah, you're going. Yeah. And then you were like. Oh. Uh, the other girls first, just say what they say and pass over. No, that's how it goes. I like that. <laughs> oh, like that too. That was, that was, that's exactly for sure where it goes. Just really copy what you and then, Until someone, if someone had beef with somebody, you know, they would be the way. So well, they, 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 they are. They are. Like somebody you like. Who has beef in art class? They are. Oh, it's beef in art class. Oh, they are. Oh, for sure. There have been people like, sure. uh, I don't know, these people would be like, picking on little things. Yeah. Like, I had this for my critique, like, People would like create like, oh, it's it's not in English because I did like a project that was like half English and half Hungarian, mm. and I literally stated to the whole class like, you are not gonna understand maybe the half of it. And then, oh yeah, it's like, oh, well, it's it's not English. I'm like, <laughs> well, good to know. <laughs> I definitely said like it's not gonna be English. But I did like this other thing. Uh, I kind of like. Sorry that I'm like going away from the question, but um, I really like to uh, bring in kind of like the culture, like other language. And the professor was kind of like, okay, you can do that. We can go through it. You can do that. And then I literally, when we did like the critique, mm -hmm. I would be like, yeah, like on a, like, this is English. That's Hungarian. I literally looked at the person that's Hungarian. <laughs> and then, I don't know, there was like a little like, uh, summary about something and I would read it out like oh this is in Hungarian let me read it out and then Hungarian and then English as in like you know being nice explaining things they should have appreciated it yeah. yeah our class is crazy but I'm I'm happy that you're you're surviving art, really art itself is like defeats the purpose uh, yeah yeah Let's get into a next question for. Alright, so uh, ooh, so for men's mental health, now we'll be talking about relationships. Thank you. And loneliness. So examining how societal expectations around masculinity can affect men's abilities to form and maintain meaningful relationships, leading to feelings of isolation. Mm. So I guess the question I'm asking is. Is. That's a good one. How do you feel about, you know, the societal standard around masculinity and how that affects, you know, forming relationships? Yeah. I mean, that shit makes it so, you know, right? I don't know. I'm just like, when I ask, like, what do you mean by, like, as in, like, the masculinity, like, what specific? So, like, how how is being, like, so macho affecting the the bond, like, in a relationship? Like, you know, where... There's dudes who are like a bit too masculine or like they do too most, too, too most. They do too much. 
how do you feel like they're being yeah like they do too much how do you think they're or how do you think that affects their relationships well to that kind of like topic uh i would say there's no like specific thing that a man should be all just masculine masculine and a woman should be all like um Feminine, feminine. Yeah. It's like in between, like you can't have both. I mean, not like can't, basically you have both. And it depends what to call her, <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like, I don't know, for me, I hear that I'm kind of like stating facts, like I'm direct, I'm saying things. I'll, I do think about it and then after that I say of course but I do like say like hey this is not right this is I don't like it and maybe we should talk about it say I don't know but for example feminine would be for me it's like not stating the fact and maybe going around the bush and being nice and I'm like you know like uh. maybe just like pointing at it but not saying that it's your fault and you know yeah. Yeah, we gotta define these words and shit. Yeah, I mean, to me, how I see it is, um, yeah, definitely like, every person has, you know, masculine and feminine. But it's like, which ones do you prioritize in how you like problem solve and how you interact with people? Use more. Yeah, yeah. And which one do you feel more comfortable in? Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Some people just are comfortable with their feminine, some people are comfortable with their masculine. So, yeah, like, I don't know. And I think with people who identify as men, those are people that are more comfortable in their masculine and using their masculine, you know, side to navigate the world. And, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I would even, I guess describing how I would define masculine is somebody who is like, is a yeah like kind of what you were saying like a direction yeah, yeah like very direct mm -hmm. direction and then i was see feminine as like supportive yeah 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 you know what i'm saying so it's because like you how i feel sometimes is i feel like this ties into your question about relationships is like i'm like impatient when i get stuff done like you want to go like yeah yeah you want to go 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 you don't really have time to even consider like support, supporting yourself, supporting others. You just like, I want to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. right. like, that, that's like my mindset is like, yo, we got to get stuff done. And so like that in terms of relationships, like that just really makes it difficult to form like a intimate bond because you're not really exploring how each other, how you can support each other. Mm -hmm. You just kind of, you kind of like, um, oh God, there was this word. <laughs> you do speak it in Hungarian. We'll translate it. Google translate. Uh, basically, it's just like, not like missed on it, like we're missed out. It's just like, kind of like, both of the parties know about it, but you don't take it on. Wait, no, let me just. Let me, let me rephrase that. Mm. You got someone well? You, you, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to finish. I, I might answer, but I'm going to wait till you guys finish. No, it's okay. You can. Okay. So based on like, in terms of 
for men's mental health, for relationships and the role of masculinity, I feel like to balance it out, um, both sides, specifically men, you can't be too, you know, in your frame, so to speak, of being masculine, meaning all the time. Um, I was thinking back towards this book I read, like The Way of the Superior Man. Um, it mentioned like, you know, balancing out energies, but it's more so just uh, reading the room mm-hmm. of being masculine and being feminine. You kind of have to trade off with one another in a relationship. Like there's moments where the woman has to be, since you said we'll use direct to define ma- um, masculine and supportive to define feminine. Um, in a relationship, you can't have you know, the man be direct all the time and the woman just be supportive all the time because then that way it's not, you know, balanced because mm-hmm. someone isn't getting their needs met. Mm-hmm. So that way roles need to switch, whereas the woman, you know, has to have some balance in being direct. And then the man at times needs to be supportive. Mm-hmm. So it just all depends on like the scenario in the room or it depends on like the situation itself. Like yeah, if the man is skilled at one job, yes, he can be more like direct in terms of it because he has the skill and experience. He's more confident. So it's, it's all right for the woman to be supportive in that, you know, respect and then vice versa. If the woman has more experience in said field, the man needs to be more supportive in that respect. And I feel like that's how the best relationships work in families because specifically military. Um, yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't check up on that. Yeah. Specifically military. Like when you're, you know, in a military household and let's say like only one you know, uh, parent is military and the other is, isn't. If, Regardless of if it's a man or woman, that person who isn't in the military needs to be supportive because, you know, said person is fighting for our country or, you know, handling all the tasks that the, the military can give. Mm-hmm. And in the military, it's America first, family second. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't cut it any other way. So you, you got to, yeah, you got to respect it. So that's how I think in terms of, you know, masculinity, how it affects relationships. Um, like Anya said, you can't be too direct. You can't be direct all the time. You have to realize when it's time to step back, read the room and either, you know, support, direct, or just be quiet. Mm, mm. And that's how I, I was mm. thinking. Mm. Yeah, you remember what you were going to say or should I move on to the next one? Do you care about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a very profound answer. I was very profound. I was thinking about it. I was really sitting down with you. I was like, yo, we like, like the thinking man, the thinking man. That was profound. Like, I, I, I really like that example of, um, you know, the military family and stuff because you can, you can, you can really kind of, um, I even relate or, or really paint that picture that a lot of people can relate to. And especially nowadays is having, you know, we have men and women in the workforce equally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, say back in the 50s, people be like, what are you talking about? What are, what are working and stuff? But like, well, we just need to do this. This is what they're designed to do. Yeah. But, but so, no, but that, that's a great way of, but still keeping that understanding. Cause I, I, I don't know, like, it's, you still want to keep those principles of, you know, masculine or feminine, but you want to have it so it's something that can be supportive of both parties. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it shouldn't be one party has ownership over another, the man has ownership over his wife. Just because it's masculine or feminine, this should be a supportive uh, uh, scenario. So, like, even in the military, you know, you have some women who are serving in the military and their husbands might not be. But that's still uh, 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 a situation where 
the the gender roles seem to be reversed, but they can still work out. Mm-hmm. And so, no, yeah, I think that was that was really that was really a good example. And uh, yeah, man, like, yeah, shit, man, I was in the I have more to I have more to say about that. If you're ready, well, let me know. I kind of like agree with this kind of like military because okay, I'm not gonna say a lot, but like um, I'm in the military family, and it kind of do feels like that sometimes. That it's like parts of like like they switch mm-hmm. sometimes, and that's why it's like good because then it could like. So basically, let's say masculine, feminine, and then it switches, but it still has that kind of like balance and both of the parties could kind of experience it and it's not going to go sideways, you know, and it's nice. And basically you learn from it as a kid and you Mm. then use it in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. Man, I think hopefully that's something that, like, you know, like I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there are two camps kind of in, in, uh, in our, like, culture now. Like, we're talking about 2023, you got the people, the conservatives, like, man, anti-woke, like, oh, man, yeah. we got to go back to the 1940s, make America great again, all that crap. <laughs> and new traditional people. And then you got, like, Coming from the college campus, like I went to a very liberal college, like, extremely liberal college. So, all of why? And you got, I, I just, I did, bro. All right, <laughs> talk, talk to my parents about. I was gonna say, no, you, bro. I don't, don't seem like to know folks about that. that. Seem like you. Nah, but it's like, um, so I went in there. So one side is super like rigid on uh, the gender roles, and the other side is like there, there's no gender roles whatsoever, like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we got to find a way to balance it. Like, yeah, synthesize those two positions because both of them are kind of not realistic in how the real world is. On one side, like, they want to go back to the prehistoric age. And even back then, it wasn't really like that. That's just their conception for freaking watching Mad Men and shit like that. And then, so, like, 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 you know what I'm saying? So I think it's important that we try to synthesize those two positions and like really come to a real understanding and not just have these, these stupid, stupid culture wars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we're forever growing. And I think, I feel like it's been three or four years since like the LGBT community has been like full really established. Mm. Like that's still a new thing. Like the growing nations, we did not have that. We yeah, did not have that at all. That That really is the past... I say since 2015. Okay. I say like 2000 because I'm gonna tell a personal experience. Like my freshman year of college, yeah, there was a lot of strife in, uh, especially the black community. I mean, the community that I was most familiar with. It probably was in other communities as well, but like just a simple thing of like changing the name, a name of an event. If an event had a gender name to it, yeah, like you know, people. In my class, like 2015, um, we're like, yeah, yeah, we should, you know, do away with that. And the people, like, a year or two older than us had a completely different mindset. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, nah, like, literally, yeah. the, the, the change is, like, biting dead. Drastic. It's drastic from a year, from our year to a year or two above us. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying, like, the LGBTQ movement really 
mainstream, I think around like the mid tens. Okay. And so damn. Now that you it's, it's still new. Is that still very new? Thinking of the the this is just a funny story. Thinking of like the peep, like the the difference in culture from like our age, like two, three years ago. So like when we were like freshmen, whoever was like a junior and senior at the time. Yeah. Bro, it was it was it was traditional high school. Like they were bullies. They were like jocks. They were like shooters. It was like, well, it was. I remember my freshman year of high school was reckless. Like there were fights. People used to flip tables for fun. Yeah. Um, just to throw people in trash cans. Like it was, it was crazy. And then once I got to my senior year of high school, no, really, I can imagine. Once I got to my senior year of high school, everything like really calmed down. Like the freshmen were cool with the seniors. The seniors were cool with like everyone. There was no bullying. Yeah. Like if anything, like. If anything, schools had beef with other schools. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, inner turmoil within the school. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're from, oh, it's a long reach. It's like, well, you went to Howard? Oh, like, yeah, we don't like, I mean, it's always been like that. But, like, now it's only that. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's definitely, we're simmering down. Uh, but f- picking up our next topic, this helps out very much. Um, identity and self-worth. So for masculinity, how traditional notions of masculinity might influence a man's sense of self-worth and identity. So I definitely, best example I can give for this is like, you know, when your, your boys try to peer pressure you into doing something or like you do, you do an action that isn't fitting of a man and like, come on, be a man or like grow a pair or like, you know, that, that sense of self-worth, getting that approval from like your other peers who appear masculine or like you you see as like masculine like yeah how that affects your own well-being and how you look at things so how do you i guess the question i'm trying to ask is oh shit how do you feel about today's masculinity affecting or influencing like one's self-worth i think you made great kind of uh gesture to it really affected your behavior yeah you know what I'm saying? That's the first thing. Like it affects your behavior, and how you be, how you interpret your behavior. Like, do I really want to do this? Or do I really not? Is this who I am? Like that? Yeah. That messes up with your self worth. Makes you question. It makes you question. Like, what does it mean? Like, am I good enough? Yeah. To be who I am. For us, right? Now. For me, for, I mean, speak. I can't speak for every man, but like, I never cared what other people thought of me as like masculine i always did but like just felt right to do yeah like if i wanted to put on some lotion that smelled good i'd put on some lotion that smells good so that's so lavender yeah pomegranate yeah so so like you know growing up in like middle school people would like clown you for wearing pink saying like why are you wearing girls colors like that used to be a thing you used to be a clown to wear pink but like i never thought my damn like i probably still do but like, like you, you 12 year at that point like i look i'm like you're just a kid like right say but it's just those little, it's little things like that like play effect affect you when you're older because like now that's true men wear pink there's an excuse behind it like oh, um real men wear pink or like yeah, breast yeah. cancer awareness or like i've never heard a dude say you know what to say barbie barbie oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i've I never heard a dude say ever in my life i am wearing pink because i think it's cool yeah. there's always been an excuse behind it so i think like it's just like it's either some ins- insecurity or just some some defense mechanism that we have when it comes to like you know identifying ourselves as a man because we think we're not going to get the benefits like a man has 
Um, another example I like I want to put out here is like the Fast and Furious movies. Like when you see like Vin Diesel or like Dwayne Johnson, you think those are like, oh, those are super cool macho men, like muscles, like cars, fighting, tats, all that. When like in reality, like, so you would do, if you don't do what they're doing, you wouldn't think you're like, you're, you know, a man. Right. If I don't, if I don't like working on cars and shit. Yeah. Like they stick yeah. over, I think men nowadays, it's like, oh, if I don't have a super car or like a uh, smoking hot chick or like, if I don't have like, you know, raging muscles like i'm not a man and i feel like anything me personally being a man's doing what like you want to do staying confident and not like giving a fuck about it like i'm gonna be like yeah. if i think you know that's accurate if that's i think very good definition podcasting is cool as fuck i'm gonna defend it like i'm not gonna like say like nah you're not gonna tell me this is a manly thing yeah. i'm just gonna hold my ground and like keep doing that's what real. i enjoy doing that's real and that's that's how i see it that's real pleasure us kind of like women i would say um like growing up i did hear about like people or like uh from people that if you wear like um voice clothes you're like like white why aren't you wearing pink mm -hmm. like you're a girl like wear a dress wear something like that was for you no nah. oh i was gonna say they're afraid of <laughs> i was gonna say i feel like women get away with a lot of like you guys get away with a lot of manly stuff. Like, you know how you guys can wear like guys' clothes and like it looks cool, like the oversized fits and everything. Yeah, we can't do that. You can't see a dude pull it off of his skirt. Like, one <laughs> you can, but like you gotta be calm. On the skirt, do you? Oh, I would. I would wear. I would wear. You know, <laughs> a kill. Oh, you said it's a kill. It's a kill. Not about the kill. Not no this skirt. I rock a kill. For real. That's the thing. Like, it's, 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 it's so I mean, it's so cultural though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you. Somebody could be wearing something that literally looks like a dress if they're from like, I don't know, uh Papua New Guinea or something. Like, you know, that's just their culture. Yeah, like, but it also goes into like fashion and everything nowadays, you know, like it's just like cool, something cool. So you're wearing a dress. But basically going into back to this kind of like girls should wear only girl clothes, so like mm. doing everything that like uh back in kinda of like hungry, uh in like middle school and high school, it was like all about um, like, I don't know if you're going to like humanities, then maybe you're more of like a woman than a man. Like, uh, for example, uh, my high school um, program was kind of like humanities. So it's like literature, languages, whatever. I have no idea anymore. <laughs> Neat. Elementary school. It's good. What about that? You were saying that like this is in the elementary school. No, I'm saying middle school or middle school. Middle school and then high school. Okay, never mind. Elementary was something process. Elementary was like, nice. Some humanities in elementary. <laughs> I was about to say like, damn, <laughs> education sucks. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> That's like a whole over syllable in in, in fucking elementary. <laughs> Humanity. Now we read now just soon as this. Yeah, I was saying one fish, two fish. Like, 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 nah. I was really, that's why I do. I really was trying to listen to just like think, like, did she really just say elementary school with a manifest? <laughs> no, uh, no. So basically going back to that, I do see that if we do something manly, then other girls who are girly would look at us like, like, but then, yeah. I don't know, like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. 
That's, that's very well of you to say. Wow, you're yeah. You just talked about switching. To be a politely, uh, as a real love. Be like, yeah. you know? You hear me saying that casual, like, I don't know what that means. You know what we're gonna. Uh, no, I basically just like said, like, who cares in Hungarian? Like, who. Kit Erdeka. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we, we went back to log- languages. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just like those like little things that whatever we do, whoever we're like speaking, girls or boys, let's say, um, man is woman, let's say that words, because we're using that words. Um, uh, it's like, it doesn't matter what you do, it matters uh, what you feel is the best and what you feel confidence in and also, um, like, don't care. Like, I know it's easy to say that, to like, don't care that maybe people like say things about you or maybe people think about like, ooh, she looks good, maybe she looks bad, like, don't care because we're all the same and we might look the same we might not it's different the body is different the human being is different um just be your own because basically there is this sometimes people say like you're unique yeah you're unique because it's only you there is no other people like a person who acts who speaks, who looks, who does things like you do, so. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Who? Do you think that's true? I don't know, it's kind of a detour, but I thought that I'm like, <laughs> yo, there's so many there's so many billions of people, there's gotta be someone that's just like a carbon copy of me. Like a doppelganger? Yeah, so it's, <laughs> of, it's extremely cool. It goes into more into kind of like science, but I mean, yeah, it might be. I've heard the term, like, people talk to me sometimes, and I've never met before, like, say, like, you look mad familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard that, like, have any cousins or family before? I'll mean, that's me. Back to that kind of thing, like, uh, I was living in Hungary, and then let's say I moved here, and then I met people, and be like, damn, you look familiar. But. Later, I realized because maybe they have like kind of like the same shape of the face or like hat and then maybe mm-hmm. they talk the same or they like the same thing. And I'm like, you look exactly like the other person, <laughs> but you're, you don't even know each other. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. But, but even if, the, even if, you know, so there are people that look, act like us, we still got to be ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the point I was really getting for what you were saying is that. You know, so we just got we got to be ourselves, and that's some shit that just comes through with experience. You know, like it's difficult. You know, what I'm saying like yeah, when you're younger, it's difficult to really feel that because you don't even know who you are. Yeah, you don't know who you are until a while, until you yeah. get you shit. Yeah, just yeah. go through some shit. Then you like, they like live life. Yeah, and you know, like to the younger people watching, like just know when you're going through some shit, you gotta keep going because that's how you. That that's how you get to yeah. that's how you get to the riches. That's how you get to where you want to be. And like, unfortunately, there are people that they either never want to go through something, they they like they stay sheltered and stifled, or there's some people that don't make it through. 
they crash out. Don't they, always listen to your parents. Yeah. Don't. Your parents, your parents and, are just big kids. But and, and don't listen to people who want who, who don't want the best for you. Like some people don't even want the best for you. Some people just want you to crash out or something. Some people will pull you down. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta go through that, persevere through it, find who you are. And then you're not gonna be. Then you're gonna be like, oh, I don't care. I don't know. Like, like, okay, you say that, but I know who I am. Yeah. And, and with that, that comes. With that comes that security and your gender identity. And then for a man, that comes through with what Will was saying. Like, I'm gonna wear pink or I'm a podcast, do whatever the fuck. It was like, it was right for me. Yeah, like that's that's how that shit comes through, and it comes through with. Like there's so many billions of people that that spectrum of masculine and feminine, like so many is a, a million, not billion, there's infinite little dots on that spectrum that people fill up and and shift through. So you know who you are on yourself. You can find that spot on that. You find that spot on that spectrum, and then you can run it. So yeah. that's that's really that's how life goes, man. That's how life go. All right, so we have oh dang one two three four five. There's like five topics we can cover here. I feel like how how long will we be going? We going for a cool hour now, so I feel all like right. we gotta. I'm done. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna keep it a little shorter now just to um wrap it up. So I'll pick three. That's cool. I know we'll be going like what, hour thirty for me. Hour thirty, but I try to give time for chop time. We just talk about you know anything, but okay. if anything, we can just go straight with this um fuck it let's do it um bottom egg father we'll do fatherhood and parenting so um this is we're exploring the emotional challenges and expectations men encounter as fathers and how they cope with these peer pressures so seeing as no one here is like you know a father themselves i hope not um i hope no one's here a father but we all have fathers on um, fatherhood and parenting so what do you like you know what you've seen from your parents, what what emotional challenges and expectations do you see them encounter? You know? What I learned from them and like... Nah, like like the... As a dad, or when you see your dad, like when he's going through something, like what what have you seen him go through and how do you how have you seen him cope with it? Um, cool. Yeah, like it, it also falls into our next topic because like... It's... Oh, okay. Uh, you can go. Again, I'm not gonna say like a lot of things, but basically, my dad. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> Love you, dad. Um, <laughs> um, like he is in the military. I'm just gonna say that, and it's classified, yes. Um, and you know. Okay, he's also a doctor, a medical doctor. So, you know, it comes with everything. And just, um, I'm just gonna say that I do see on him that he goes through like hardships, you know, like sometimes that you just like, just like sit there and like, you don't even know what to do and you're like, shit. <laughs> and, um, for coping, I don't know how he copes. I actually, um, so basically 
I started like caring for myself and I started realizing how everything works and how can I maybe help others. And with that, I helped my parents, so my mom or my dad. And when they're going through something, I'm just gonna, I don't know, go on a walk and be like, hey, how are you doing? What's up with you? Like, let's just like talk. And from there, if they're like feeling comfortable enough to state the facts, you know, then they're gonna say things. Mm. And then you're basically like, you're not like choosing sides. It's not about like choosing sides, but just like saying what might the other feel about the situation and what could be uh, the best to do, you know, like, I don't know. Um, like, let's say there's like this little problem between the parents, just a, as in every parent. And then one of them goes to you and says like, hey, this is what's up. I don't like this. I don't like that. Now you're like sitting there like, I didn't marry you. I'm your kid. Like, what do you want from me? But at the same time, you do want to help. And you're like, okay, look, I know both of you. I know how you all would act or like say things. So maybe go the other way and maybe say it the other way as the person would prefer. Uh, so basically how the person would prefer it more. Mm. You know, and it sometimes helps, sometimes not. <laughs> um, but back to the topic. Mm. It's like kind of hard to say because it's classified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's every time you're about to say something like person about it, just say class. Okay. <laughs> classified. Classified, classified, classified. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just... That no, was good. I mean, I think uh, you, have, you have a very different... Uh, just what I'm getting at from that answer, a different relationship uh, with your parents, say your father specifically, than I do. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, the, uh, my parents don't speak to me about, like, their relationship or what they're going through, you know what I'm saying, their ups, their highs, their lows, like, I don't, so I really don't have that ability to, like, be a mediator like that, and, uh. It's always good to be one, because it's also your, their kid, and you're like, damn. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm saying for what you've observed. For what I've observed. Yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, for what I've observed is, my, so my father, he worked, um, he worked in, uh, like, the civil service, like, uh, you know, um, in, like, government jobs in, uh, in, the st in the state, specifically in Baltimore. So, like, you know what I'm saying? He's... You see, this, she sees some crazy stuff, man. And it's like, like child protective services. Oh, just so yeah, like it's the worst of the worst, uh, like situations with families breaking. So it's like, I don't know, that type of stuff is, uh, 
I feel like bro just got like numb to it or something. Like you know, we just don't really talk about that type of stuff. Like yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like the situation. Like you see it all the time, every day. It's like you, you know, what I'm saying you you don't really have even the language to talk about it. You just trying to get through it. So yeah, like I don't know, man. It's it's uh. It's difficult stuff. It's difficult stuff, especially when, um, like, you come, especially when there's, like, a lot of poverty and, uh, like, violence. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you have that, when you have that situation that's around you, around your family, like, you're not really able to, I think, have a, have a constructive, uh, yeah, you're not really have, have have a constructive relationship in a sense. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but you know, it's um, it's a lot of pressure. Like, tell me how 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 you see your parents cope with parenting, and uh, you know, maybe specifically how your father does. Like, it's a lot of pressure to be. A man, you're supposed to like, like I said, have a direction. You're supposed to, um, you know, what I'm saying like, yeah, you're you're supposed to lean. And so, if you're in an environment all the time where there's like so much like negativity and stuff beating you down, or like you want to change stuff, like it's difficult to um, it's it's really it's really difficult to be, yeah, to just be your fullest self. Mm-hmm. To be your to be your fullest self and that you feel like you gotta like just uh find any ways to cope. But I, I don't know if it's really like positive it's like how do you even find positive ways to cope? Like cause that is bro, cause like like child protective services and all that stuff, like I kinda grew up around I kinda like grew up around like, I never really thought about it like that, but I grew up around like mental health care. But it's like the bad side of the healthcare. <laughs> it's like, it's like, not, not, not it's, sunshine. It's not the nice side. It's like the, uh, like, psych ward side. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that end of it. it's like the psych ward side. It's like the police sirens coming up to get the kid's side. It's, you know what I'm saying? So I go around, I just, I ain't really around it, just seeing it, like, in the periphery, the song. Yeah, man, it's like crazy, bro. It like that's a part. That's a, like the part of being the man. Like the masculine part is like you feel a, a an intense responsibility to do something about it. Yeah. But the other side is like that. Is the other side is like you don't necessarily know how to talk about it mm-hmm. or even want to talk about it. You know, like to me, I feel like part of being a man is also like we talking about like stoicism. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to control your what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're feeling. A part of that too is like secrecy. And like sometimes you gotta like hold stuff back from people. Mm-hmm. Even hold stuff back from like your family, your friends, you know what I'm saying, your kids. Like that's what the that dichotomy causes issues. Is it's difficult to be a mediator. Cause you gotta you got you kinda gotta be a a withholder of information. Yeah. You gotta keep stuff away from people. Not necessarily give stuff out. So, yeah, man, like, that's, that's where it's really like, that's why sometimes I feel like the mental health, um, like mental health, uh, that's why it's, 
people always wonder, like, why is mental health so difficult for men to, like, access? Like, sometimes it's not very dark going into work, but hold on, hold on. That's, like, that's, that's not a lie. Yeah, that's low-key, like, the next question. Let's <laughs> the resources. Yeah, all right, well, we're going to, we'll, 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 I'll flip it in, and then we can circle back. Okay. <laughs> I'll flip it in, and we can circle back. I was just saying, like, it, I'll touch on it a little bit. It's like, you feel like you, you, some of the resources aren't necessarily, like, helpful to your real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, being able to communicate something is one thing, but, like, having shit less fucked up, less shitty, is a whole different one. So, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's, um, it's, it's, it's a point where, as a man, as a father, as somebody who has like a responsibility to, the, to their community, yeah, you have to try to figure out a way to, you know, remain. You, you want to keep stuff away from like your kids that might hurt them, yeah. that might make them like feel bad or whatever. But you also want to be able to, you know, what I'm saying, share with them your life too. So it's really. That's, I mean, that's not just women. That's you know, also women feel that way as well. It's like how much do you share with people that you, you, you find close? You know, uh, um, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't have the answer to that. So that's just something we'll leave up. We're going to leave up to, to the, to, to, to the next, next generation, to William and if he doesn't get it. The next generation, and we'll try. I have a good sense of it. Um, so for like for fatherhood in terms of men's mental health, um, you know, the father, as we're going back to masculinity, is to, you know, be more d- direct. And that's more than just, you know, giving direction. Sorry. Yeah. Telling. Give. Sorry. Giving direction, but also guiding direction. So mm-hmm. like for the younger, you know, kids or his children, like he's, you know, supposed to protect them but also guide them in a way mm-hmm. um and i feel like the best way to cope at least you know with the struggles or even like the highs and lows of fatherhood even though i'm not a father here but um like my dad got like you know him and my mom split early age so i i still have a good glimpse and i noticed how he's coped is like he would like you know he would talk to me one-on-one but if he got into an argument like with my my mom they would like go separate ways so rather than that i feel like if anything, for the fathers out there, this possibility, try practicing on your sons, just communicating like what, what's going on and like how you're feeling. Cause you know, when you stay all silent and don't tell anyone or keep it confiding, you become bitter and like, you might not realize it, but that actually affects your relationship with your significant other, your wife and those around you. I've realized like when my dad did that, he was like, you know, if he was, cut off to himself people were very distant from him until he cooled down and it's like the problem was never solved it was just like you how do i say this you you put a bug in a jar and then you lift the jar back up once the bug stops flying like you'll pick up and fly again mm. a terrible analogy mm. um no, I don't like, that. like for fathers i like that one the best way for the fathers to cope is to kind of just you know communicate just keep practicing on that communication, whether it's good or bad, like you're not going to be successful. You might not even get your point across, but it's just like, say something. So, you know, those in your life, if, if anything, your kids will understand what you're dealing with. So that way it's like they can help or they, everyone can understand what's going on. So like if my dad communicated earlier, 
um, and we all knew what was going on, we'd either know how to give him space or maybe we'd provide a possible solution. Mm -hmm. so I've definitely had to step in a couple of times when he's been in arguments and like, you know, give give my advice and my spiel or like stick up for my dad when I feel like he's getting ganged up on. Yeah. Um, but now that leads into our next question. Damn, that's real, man. Well, hold on. I just want to say one thing, like, yo, I think uh, I think I'll be a good dad, but then I'd be I'll probably be a terrible dad sometimes. Nah, man, nah, I'm reckless. The fact the fact that you doing this pot, like the fact that you are aware enough of this type of shit is the first step. Like, cause I still got a fun side, bro. Like I would, my me and my son or daughter were getting to some fuck shit. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I, I imagine the wife would be pissed when we come home. You probably be skateboarding. You can buy little daughter, little son, little skateboard. Y'all be skateboarding at the time. I was like, we gonna go down one years old. This shit. I'm like, we're never down the hill. Going yeah. there, you make it out, you can come back and chill. If you don't fall, just don't tell mom. You aspire to type shit. Um, falling into the next one, you mentioned it earlier. Um, access to to resources for men's mental health, so addressing the barriers men might face in accessing mental health resources and support. Um, we'll discuss ways to overcome that, but also mentioning um substance abuse and coping mechanisms again. Yeah. Um, so. So discussing how some men might turn to substance, substances or other unhealthy coping mechanisms to deal with their emotions. Um, let's just start with access to resources to get it out the way, though. Um, so for men, there's different forms of therapy, uh, whether it's music, whether it's like, you know, gym, whether it's, uh, you know, online or just like simple expression. Uh, getting access. I mean, nowadays shouldn't be that hard. You got the damn Internet. So. You can literally like Google like where to get help, but I feel like it, it all starts with just communicating what's with yourself, what you need. So like, write it down, like what do you think you're doing wrong? Or like um, ask yourself, how could I fix this? Or what's the problem that needs to be fixed? So the, the structure I'm trying to say is here, get like a whiteboard, a piece of paper, write down all your problems on one thing and then well, yeah, write down all your problems on one side. And then on the other side, all you got to put is yes or no in terms of can I fix this myself? Or, yeah, can I fix this myself or do I need help? So, like, you can fix it yourself, circle it yes. But if you can't fix it, hit no. And I think those problems are the ones that you need to go search out for help for. Yeah. Meaning you need, like, a third party or, like, a second party or something. <laughs> and, you know, take it that way. Other than that, Internet's there for you, man. Uh, that's a good one. Thank you. I I I I have a question though about like the internet stuff. Y'all, so you know what I'm saying? You're kind of familiar with the healthcare industry and shit. Yeah. How, how do you feel about telehealth? You like tele no. like teletherapy or something like that? Unless it's like on like this, like Skype. It's like uh, skyping yeah. for the, you know embarrassment. It's and then basically, oh, your elbow hurts. Oh, here you go. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, I don't like I don't like it for physical therapy, but I do like it for like mental health. Yeah, mental health. Like I I, I use it. Like I use BetterHelp, and like I have, I can't talk about it because like I'd be breaking terms of service. But I'll, it's it's great for me. Me and my it's it's not classified. That's it's classified. No, it's it's secret. Uh, I know they, they, they need a sponsorship <laughs> first. I know, but that way, man, do all I know and is that will, all the spare me has definitely been it's been convenient and nice because you know sometimes traveling and like uh, to a therapist stresses me out all the much more because I'm like damn I'm wasting gas yeah, and I'm about to the money and I'm about to just you know I don't know but to me it like, goes up for me I don't like that I I, I don't know I, I don't 
It's like a nice FaceTime call. But I I, 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 I personally couldn't do it. Like, I, I fuck with, to me, it's like going to a therapist. Like, I want to have that, you know, so that, 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 that office, that, that privacy, the room. Yeah. It's just like, like laying there. Yeah. Basically, I can sit there and just, here we go. I used to do that. Yeah. But if I'm on FaceTime, I'm like, doing my i'm in my element that's fucking me up you know what i mean like i want to kind of go to a place where it's like all right restart reset well they suggest you go to really, it's just for place. They, they always suggest go to like a quiet yeah. long place that's like you know not going to stress you out or gives you privacy that one over one so whether right. it's a car or like a bathroom or like if you get internet in the forest by all means yeah yeah, yeah that'd be tough so that's that's just how i like it because it's like convenient it's like remote pretty much um but I really want to get into this next one. This one I'm excited for. The the substance abuse and the coping mechanisms for men. Mm. I feel like men have it worse than... You can hate me here. I think men have it worse than women in terms of abuse, substance abuse and coping mechanisms. It's probably... Yeah, it's probably statistically... Because I, I can know all the things that are just in like... I could probably pull that bitch up right now. You go for it. I can name all the things that are in the, in the streaming space that, you know, men are suffering by because, you know, we don't have that same you know uh gratification we we deal with you know alcohol abuse um the drug abuse uh there's porn addiction there's you know um strippers there's i guess subscriptions um anime uh you know streaming video games like there's all these things they probably affect women as well but you don't hear about it as much in women as you do in men like the suicide rate for men is se- severely you know actually let me stop i'm not i, mean, I don't know the statistics between them but i know as of lately lately the suicide rate in men has been up like 12 or 13 percent as in 2021 and that's that's from depression alone yeah so just to figure that out and to find that like that issue at hand is you know what what are some coping mechanisms you guys have heard of it can be positive or negative ah man you just named those yeah all the whole gambit man i mean i i could try to find some positive ones then i mean i think what we touched on earlier like uh like athletics like you know physical like physical activity is one of them i think um you know the arts is another one uh, hoping, man. I think just um, taking time to better your mental health. I mean, like, like the chief pod, like actually, like Sydney maybe going to therapy. I mean, would that be considered coping? Like, what, how do you define coping? Mechanism? How do you define coping? Good. I guess that's treatment. Like, how would you define a coping mechanism? I define a coping mechanism as something that like take brings you back to center and takes away your attention from. Whatever is, you know. Oh, so it takes away your attention. It's put some oh, okay. in a rut. Your coping mechanism takes away from your attention away from that and back onto like something you focus. So, like, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that take away our attention and distract us. And it's like we have little to nothing that helps us get centered again. Mm. For instance, like, I'm, I'm, I admit, I'm like a fiend when it comes to YouTube. Like, I sometimes get like a YouTube rat hole like listening to podcasts or like I'm watching videos and it's like I want to keep learning more and more but then it's like damn I'm wasting time like what can I do to like center myself so for me it's like I gotta sit like in the bathroom for like 10 or 15 minutes and just like 
leave my phone out and kind of just, you know, think to myself. Yeah. Cause like, like you kind of meditate a little bit. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't want to interrupt you when you're on the toilet. No one interrupts you when you're on the toilet. Toilet's only for one thing. Yeah. And it, it's a private space, you know, away from like the outside world kind yeah. of thing. So like the bathroom is like kind of where I like, I go to center myself and get back at it again. Um, but for other men, I don't know what they do, but I'm just saying, like, with all the distractions now, they're ruining shit. That's a thing. That's an issue. There's, there's so many things that can, like, take you from, like, food to video games to videos yeah. to, um, to, to women to, um, to, like, to drugs. Yeah, drugs, yeah. like, concerts. Like, there's so many things that can take away, you know, distraction or mm. that are abused by men. I guess. Mm. So, yeah, those are all. Yeah, I feel like those are considered. I mean, I think to me is like you got to cope because it's like you got to keep going. Like the next day, like the next day's coming. Like the next, the yeah. next round, the next yeah. Because when you're not, about to get hit, that, you're not getting that positive reinforcement. It's like why continue? You got to find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's. And I think that's a lot of men. A lot of men don't get that positive reinforcement. They don't. They don't, sir. You, you, you. If you do, it's very sporadic. Yeah, right. athletes can, you know, do so well because, like, the game itself, I feel like, is very reinforced. Mm. My score, touchdown. Yeah. Make a point. The self reinforced. Yo, I want to get another one. Like, let's go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's cheering your team. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's so there's much camaraderie. Encouragement from other people. But I think yeah. what men struggle with is finding encouragement within themselves. Mm. Like, men don't have, like, I don't know too many men who, like, say, like, yeah, like, ego comes in the way. Yeah, I did this. Like, Give myself pat on the back. Like, good job. I'm like, there's only got to be some external factor that makes it rewarding for them. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. For For negative coping, I would say maybe just like stop doing everything. As in like really not doing like anything and just like being with your own mind. That kind of like fucks you over too. You're like super depressed almost. It's of the negative, like just kind of, like okay, let's say you did everything, maybe what we'll mention, and then you just like stop at time, and then you get that you, like let's say to the next week, you're like, oh my god, I just want to do this, but like you're like, no, 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 and then it kind of like gets you, and then after that, your thoughts, after that, well. Just like in low parts, like how to Okay, some people might say it's not negative, but I would say like not even to me, but let's say just in as in a whole. If I would stop everything and maybe do other things, okay, I'm gonna get myself busy. And at the same time, maybe I get bored and it's just not going to work. And I want to go back to the old thing, but I'm like, no, probably I shouldn't. And it kind of like fucks you over. Mm. If you know what I mean. I know. Are you talking about like lack of consistency? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In terms of like your goals and and like your, your like what you like doing? like. Yeah, that too. But that wasn't the main. That wasn't the okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't following. You want to give a shot? So, 
Elvesztettünk mindenkit. I was just saying that we lost everyone. We lost everyone, dang. I cut to fade to black. The um, we have one more topic to get into. You can either do that last topic, or we can do chop time. Uh, which one do you guys prefer? What's the What's the last topic? Last topic is I believe it's cultural and ethnic identities. Yeah, cultural and ethnic pers- perspectives, examining how cultural and ethnic backgrounds can intersect with men's mental health experiences. Hmm. That's a good one. I, I think we kind of. You sort of touch a little. It touch a little bit. I think it's a little cutthroat. Like, for instance, I I can't fully speak on it because you know I'm not indulged in it. But like Asian culture, like back then traditionally you could only have like one girl. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of makes you like already have like, you know, a negative viewpoint on women yeah. because it's like oh we can only have only have one. Yeah. So if we want another one, we gotta we gotta pick between her and the. Like you're already becoming selective with you know the female gender. It's like it's, I think it, was it because like utility like or just because like you wanted more sons because you wanted them to like to work and to work while also like achieve more shit. Like yeah, back then like women literally couldn't do anything. Like that was Asian culture back then. To my knowledge, is it was to tr- traditional roles of like support yeah. and direct. And women could only support. Yeah. So you wanted more sons to like fight. Yeah. So I feel like that 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 right there could, you know, kind of set the tone for men because you're you know how they say racism isn't like inherited, it's taught. Yeah. For for men in like Asian cultures, it's it's like saying like, you know, putting your perspective of women only have this purpose mm. when they're like it's possible they could like you don't know they could be like they could be a mystery box. You don't know what like surprise or what skill they could have that like you wouldn't expect. And then, like, you, this shit pisses me off because then you got shit like the Olympics and you're like, damn, like, Serena Williams, go. Like, um, Simone Biles, go. Sure. Mega Rapino, go. Like, come on now. Well, unfortunately, like, women athletes don't get the same. They don't get the same attention as men. They don't get the same support and, and either. Hey, they don't. Uh, I really don't. I really don't understand it fully. The only thing that I would growing up that I understood was that men's sports were more dynamic than women's. That was the only only difference I could see growing up. I feel like it's all it literally is only for like I like in terms of athleticism case in terms of athleticism it was like men's with like seeing dudes dunk at the NBA I was like it's all it's just basketball. Like if you talk about all right soccer soccer. soccer like you see you see Ronaldo like jump ten ten feet in the air. Or like Messi do some crazy move and break, but snap some they, ankles. But their skills, like women's soccer, the skills are much more transferable. Yeah, they work like, better together. Yeah, like if you if you were like nice as hell on women, like what's her name, uh, Reese James or whatever. Yeah, like she could play against men and still be nice as hell. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, that's true. I, don't know. I think I think, but it's only it's only basketball. And there's like a seismic difference. Like that's like, true. Women yeah. tennis. Women said it, yeah. I think I think women run tennis. I don't I don't I won't be supporting the men like I'm not going to US Open. Like golf, golf. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm glad you said that. Just basketball. Uh, really, it's really just like basketball. I mean, if they I don't I don't want to be discriminated I don't want to discriminate here, but like I feel like if they just lower the hoops maybe like a foot. <laughs> when women just start 
Everybody can feel me. That's how I take a disrespect. I know. I feel like, I mean, I'm always saying because like women can't jump as as high as men. Would you care to compare the WNBA to the NBA? But so like if they lowered the hoops, like it'd make it like yeah, it'd be crazy. But then that's really how it. That's me. That's me personally. I'll be like seeing dunk. Windmills dunk on somebody. If, if I see like a woman get dunked on, I will be at a lot of WNBA clubs. Brittany Grider, yeah, let's just slam that shit. Tom that, yeah. But all right, now we can. I think we're finished with topics. Now we can get into chop time. We were, we were. I, I felt it. I felt it. So for those who don't know, chop time is a part of the podcast where we chop it up and talk about anything for like five, ten minutes. Um, this is not even a part of mental health. Now this is just you know a, a free for all. Um, a fun little excerpt we like to have closing out. But also, before I, we start Chop Time, please give us a like, follow, and subscribe. Oh, hey, YouTube, um, Rumble, let's see, Twitter, uh, Instagram is coming soon, but and TikTok, um, at Peace by Peace, so P-E-A-C-E-B-I-P-I-E-C-E, so a little play all words there. Um, and please also, if you can't give us a like or subscribe, Give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what topics need to be touched. Um, what do y'all think about? Yeah, what you think about it, like what you don't think about, what you don't like. Like, We look for that feedback interaction because it helps us give a sense of whether we're talking about the right things or not or if we need to adjust the way we're talking or, you know, figure it out on our own because we're helping each other out here. We're trying to be that, you know, that conduit for you all, but we got to get some energy back so we can understand what we're putting out. Um, but now... Time for piece by piece. Sorry. Time for chop time. Um, kicking it off now. Anything you guys want to talk about? That's it, man. I'm hungry as shit, yeah. I'm hungry. That's hungry. Yeah, I low key am. Let's talk about food, bro. Food's got mad expensive. Jesus Christ. Food is not. Nah, don't play. Like going out. Going out to eat is expensive. Yo, you y'all remember when eggs were like seven dollars or something? Yeah, I didn't buy. A, I almost contemplated buying a chicken. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, Lassie, I almost bought a chicken. For real, <laughs> I was thought to just start. I was looking at the line, the laws in Maryland for owning a chicken. <laughs> but I heard chickens are dirty as hell, so I, I said no. Nah. Okay, man, I'm putting that bitch in the goddamn forest myself. I'm just gonna now nah, walk in there, take the eggs. Like, All right, see you in a couple of days, Wolfo. Man. Yeah, that's when it was crazy. Man, like, it's crazy how the most essential foods go up the highest in prices. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what are you thinking of? Like, milk. It's like everything sugar, milk, uh, bread. Bread. Why can't you make, like, I don't know, like, ice cream go up? Like, take, take the food that America nobody's fucking eating. No, everyone buys, everyone's buying. So, yeah. Take the food America eats the most that's, like, unhealthy for you and rack the price up on that. Yeah. I guarantee, like, We'd probably be a healthier country for like a month. Well, you see, like, they, they got to make money across the world. That's true. They, they're like, all right, oh, it's just, it's just Americans eating double chip. It's only a dollar menu. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no more dollar menu. That's all I'm saying. Oh, bro, for real. Make it a $10 menu, I guarantee no one's buying that McDonald's. Guarantee everyone's going to the grocery store. That shit was my go-to, the little, uh, you get the two McDoubles for like $3 and shit. Nah, I love that. Me and me. Suddenly, after like middle school, bro. Damn. He just... You call me little boy. I'm not gonna be a problem. This is why you don't say anything. Nah, it was literally, I watched, I watched a Kobe Bryant interview. Like, Kobe was talking, rest in peace, Kobe, by the way. Kobe was talking about the end, man. Like, I swear, if I, I fixed my diet up, I would have been way more athletic than I am now. Like, I remember after practice, 
we used to go to McDonald's and get like, you know, uh, quarter pounders, like back and I'm like, so Kobe's talking about, he's dissing McDonald's. I'm like, nah, I'm not eating McDonald's. <laughs> if Kobe ain't doing it, I ain't doing it. All right, that's real. I'm gonna stop eating McDonald's just same, for Kobe. Same, same with just for Kobe, I'm gonna do this. Same with LeBron, bro. You never see LeBron drink Sprite. You never see LeBron take a bite out of a burger unless it's animated. You never see you like, you never see these top tier athletes eat the food that's out. You're maybe, a secret. Maybe he eats. That's what I'm saying. He don't eat. Are you, yeah. are you watching LeBron's meal every meal? Yeah. I get attention to LeBron. I'll be looking at the table when he posts on Instagram, like what him and the kids are eating. Yeah. He's been eating Eggo Waffles. He ain't eating But they don't have background. You don't know anything. That's true. Let me find out. If I can get a vault. If I catch, LeFaithful has yet to be slandered. I think he has a good record. So has he been hiding McDonald's for 20 years? Dude's doing a damn good job. Bro, it's a feed. He's singly a McDonald feed. Yeah. Like, he's a low-key feed. In the episode of SpongeBob where that nigga, uh, Squidward. $8 Cali Challenge. Yeah, he, the, he was in that bitch. Eating all of them shits. That's LeBron. That's LeBron. At least he, as long as he ain't looking like Charles Barkley, I'll be good. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Shit like that. But nah. So we can get, if you got a doubt, we can get some food after this. Shit, man. we can wrap it up now or get some feet. I feel like we just talked about everything we need to. Damn. Good thing. Uh, how you feeling? I feel go door dashing, bro. Or door dashing? Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get back out of there. Right, I feel it. Right, so we're wrapping this up. This is episode 22, Piece by Piece, Men's Mental Health. Um, I'm your host, William Parham, um, here with my two special guests again. Thank you, Anya. Thank you, Petra. Um, stay tuned. We will be uploading this shortly. And, you know, thank you again for watching. Uh, this means more to us than you know. We're definitely trying to, you know, make a stand for, for Generation Z because we are a generation that's in between two totally, you know, separate viewpoints. We have the millennials that grew up without technology. And then we have, what's it, gen Generation Alpha or like what's I after guess, us? I guess. I Whatever generation, we don't want to pay the next That sounds accurate. Whatever generation is after us. We're between two generations. We're coined it. We're between one that grew up without technology and one that grew with technology. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for us, we're that transitional generation where things became a lot more confusing for us. So we want to, you know, talk about these problems and find some possible solutions. So that's where you get the magic. That's, that's where we can make a difference is when uh, is you got to take a stand in these important times. You got to take a stand in these pivotal times, you know what I'm saying? This is the shit that people will be talking about in, in hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Maybe, three, yeah. maybe three to five years. Anything is possible. Oh, yeah, we'll start with three to five. Yeah. <laughs> you said a hundred, like, you better go at it. But no, these are the times, yeah. these are the times that we live in. You know what I'm saying? These are crazy times. Recession, yeah. pandemic. Boy. High, high, high student loan debt, everything. But hey, we, we, we gonna make it look good. You got that right. All right, signing off. Thank you, you guys. Have a good night. <laughs>